you can see, I love to paint. Hey! This is no time for games! Yowie wowie! You better run, Rambling Rabbit! Abby the Witch is awake! Whoa, I'm out of here! What did I tell you about fooling around in the funhouse? You didn't learn your lesson from last time, did you? You were a very bad boy. Whoa. Take it easy, Abby. That's all in the past. Besides, I'm really sorry for what I did. I mean, all of you forgive me. Right? Just keep it down while I'm trying to get my beauty rest. That's Abby the Witch. She's a bit of a sociopath. <laughs> hey, is a sociopath like the word of the day or something? You know what, Rambling Rabbit? I think you're right. Sociopath is the word of the day. Sociopath. I think that's all the time we have for today. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way. And all you have to do is let me in. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses, Josh Custodio. It's Top Marks After Dark. Top Top Marks Marks After after dark. Dark. It's Top Marks After Dark. It's Top Marks After Dark. Hey! Top Marks After Dark. It's Top Marks After Dark. To the beach, y'all. Wow. Welcome to Top Marks After Dark. Yeah. We are recording this. At what time is it? Uh, <laughs> 9 p.m. 9 p.m. The great 9 p.m. The witching hour uh, in the eastern time zone. Yes, 9 p.m. on a Friday night. Friday night. We're getting wild. Yeah, which means you and I, you came over here at 4.30 to record the show today. I'm pretty sure it was 4.20. <laughs> and then you, I think you bumped it back to 5 o'clock. Yeah, or was it 3.30 to 4? You might have been here for six hours now. Yeah, it's been a while is, is what we're getting. Yeah. I'm not sure the exact amount of time is all that but interesting. I, I've but had a rough week, and it's been great to have an uh, uh, excellent hang hey. with, with my good friend. That's what it's all about. Uh, I, I'm feeling good coming into this show. Me I, as well. And, and you know, we've talked about it last week. We talked about Top Marks 100, 100! 100 episodes we talked 100. about what we love about the show so much, and that is that it, is, it has such a great vibe hanging out with you and doing this and goofing off on mic. That when we're done recording, you always feel better, right? Yes, that's right. So you're you're hoping for for that yeah, today. But on top of the fact that I already feel good uh, just starting it off. So I'm going to feel great by the so end of So we can go from bad to good to great. I think so, yes. You love to see it. Thank you so much for tuning in, good friends. It is indeed exactly what Justin's saying. Everybody's favorite wrestling podcast. At least our favorite wrestling podcast. It's Top Marks and Justin Wow. 
Huge world in the <laughs> huge world in the wrestling week. This world. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down <laughs> yeah, there, bud. The, you know what's the, funny though? Before we move on from it being a Friday night, yeah, we got a message from Scoots Brodo. Oh, the great Scoots Brodo, a friend of the show, yes, a, of course, a caller of the show, yes, texter of the show, great man, supporter of the show, even uh, star of 101 Dalmatians, Scoots Brodo. He understood when you put out the call for questions today that this meant we were sacrificing. A, our Friday night right. yeah. to create the content for the people. Yes. And I want to clear something up about that. Go ahead, clear it up. Yeah. There's nobody I would rather spend wow. a Friday night with hanging out with my hashtag good friend. Wow. You what know? a nice thing to say. So you, you talk like I'm making some kind of sacrifice, like He's, I don't want to be here. He's no Jesus. Folks, I don't. <laughs> I am making a sacrifice, which is why you should pay us to do this over at <laughs> patreon.com slash topmarks. Well, Justin, if I go to patreon.com slash topmarks, what, what what do you mean? What, what is the Patreon? What is this sort of thing? Uh, if you like the show, you could pay to support it and keep it going so that you and I, you know, we don't make a ton of money off of this, but sure. we make enough money that when, say, uh, uh, ECCW puts on a Ballroom brawl, mm-hmm. we can comfortably go to that uh, Based every off time, of the show? and the show pays for it. Maybe even get a beer beforehand, yeah. a bowl of ramen. Absolutely, you know we're we're talking about going down to Tacoma in yeah. June to That's go right. see Stomping Grounds, Exciting. the uh, the new WWE pay per view named after Seth Rollins. I assume on some level yeah. the show will help pay for that too. So you know uh, we we are poor people here, folks. <laughs> we just spent five hours commiserating about being. Uh, <laughs> Solidarity is, among the working class. You've taken the messaging too far onto the show. <laughs> we're still, you're, we're stuck in the anti-corporate but no, 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 year. But see, I feel like I'm describing these like we're taking a trip to Tacoma. Wow, they're yeah. so rich they don't deserve <laughs> the money anymore. That's right. Yeah, I, I want to pump the brakes on that and back up and say. That is a special treat that we would not be able to do if we did not have support for the show. And so. we are not taking, despite what you may see photos of later, we're not taking a limousine all the way from Vancouver to Tacoma. No, we're, we're taking not. a private jet off. <laughs> we are jet flying. We are not, however, limousine ride. Absolutely not. We're above that. Both figuratively and literally. What's we're in the plane. Wow, we were on fire. Jamo, yeah. you brought it up there. Can we talk about this Stomping Grounds name? I yeah, see some, some divided opinions out there. Stomping Grounds. Replacing Backlash. Quick question. Do you think they got rid of Backlash? I saw this floated that maybe it was tied to they didn't want it to be close to the Saudi Arabia 100% show. 100% that is for <laughs> sure what it is. Even if it isn't the case, it makes too much sense still for it not to be the case. Yeah. Like if there's a bunch of network cancellations all around Backlash, <laughs> yeah. that's not a good look. There's, no. you know... You can see the headline puns coming a mile away. What would some of those be? Uh, you know, WWE backlash. Yep, there it is. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, too. Beginning <laughs> and end of headline. That's the whole thing. Just the two words. Yeah. So, I mean, look, they also... You remember back in the Attitude Era, they'd make up new names for stuff all the time. Like, oh yeah, there would only be like five, maybe six pay-per-views that had consistent names year over year. The rest of them were all made up based on whatever was going on. Well, even when you look through the network now, it's like there's so many pay-per-views you'll just click on. And there's only one of them or maybe two of them. Mm-hmm. Right? Rock Bottom comes to mind. Uh, uh, first Rock Blood. Bottom took place. We're looking at the yeah, venue we're looking right at now. It. Wow, incredible. Yeah. I love this city. Um, do you like the name Stomping Route? I do. Um, I, I do because, A, uh, there's it, there's something classic about it. Like, the imagery of it, I know that, I know this is based on the curb stomp. I know this is a Seth Rollins thing. But it also uh, 
calls to mind Stone Cold Steve Austin stomping a mud ground yep. and walking a tree. Totally true. Yep. So there's there's something classic about it, despite the fact that it feels new. I mean, that's what they were trying to do with Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. Stup- Which I actually stupid name, but it's like pay-per-view, coming from a classic place. It's supposed to feel like a, a product of a bygone era. At right. A point. And they put the, all the branding into that as well. So, you know, I think it's a good name. And and like I said, this is a, a name that is innately tied to Seth Rollins. Yeah. Which is great. Like that. He's the only guy who's like gotten that in uh, in the modern era, isn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can't. It's not like we, we've had a pay-per-view, which hell, we should. I hope we do have a pay-per-view. I just, this just came to me right now. Yeah. Okay, what if instead of stomping grounds, <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, we we were the 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 pay per view that we were deciding to drive down to? Mm-hmm. Would you still want to drive down and see it if we were going to go see WWE Big Dog's Backyard? Absolutely, yes, even more so. <laughs> or like back big <laughs> Big Dog's Backyard Brawl. I'm I'm all in. Yes, like 100. Roman should have a pay per view named yeah. after him. Who who would have made whose finisher or like something tied to them would have made a great pay per view name? I, I love this one just because the branding would be hell. WWE presents Go to Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just like this, they put on like an intentionally dull pay per view. I, I don't know. I think if that was scheduled for this month, it would also be renamed because of the freaking ratings there. But hello, yeah, we got to talk about this. The ratings are tanking, Jamie. But what's your take on uh, on Stomping Ground? You like that too? Uh, I more than like it. I actually think it's like one of the better named pay per views. I don't know why. I just kind of I saw the poster. I was like Stomping Grounds. That's kind of good. It's funny that you brought up Roman Reigns there because obviously the tie in is Seth Rollins curb. Stomp, stomping mm. ground, but stomping grounds. It brings up like, oh, these are my stomping grounds. I actually did bring up like, this is my yard. Like some imagery over there yeah. too. It's this guy is the champion. Yeah. This guy is our main character. This mm-hmm. is our top star. And what have we complained about the entire run of Brock Lesnar as the champion? You're not there. You're not the focus. So the belt doesn't matter. They need a run here to rehabilitate that belt. And honestly, when you look at the way the ratings are sliding, it might be too late. It Gosh. really might be. I wonder if that's something uh, that, that they're going to – I mean, not just for WWE. You had brought up off mic that you know you have some concerns about AEW relative to these rankings or ratings. And for those of you who may not have seen this week, it was record non-holiday lows for both Raw and SmackDown Yeah, like the week. last time that they did worse was like New Year's Eve. Yeah, and Christmas course. Day, literally yeah. Christmas Day. Uh, under the $2 million mark, or $2 million, $2 million people mark for yes, SmackDown. SmackDown did 1.8. Jarring, man. Like, those are not, I mean, the, you know, it's worth something in an era where, you know, television is on the, the downslope especially. But, 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 like, football is not losing ratings at this scale. That's, like, look, they have changed the way that they, that they measure the rating system over the last several years. So, like, you have, may have noticed I don't know how much you pay attention to Canadian sports. Oh, yeah. But there was I a stretch that. for a while there where every year TSN would be like, <laughs> the Grey Cup was the most watched more Grey Cup in history. <laughs> like every single year. And it'd be like 600 people. And no, and it'd be because they were changing the metric of how ratings are measured. Oh. So you had a more accurate take every time. And it's like... I don't think anything is different <laughs> about who's watching the Grey Cup. They're just, like, cheating this information. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, but at the same time, that was always my 
concept as well. Like even whenever Donald Trump talks about CNN's declining ratings or whatever. Oh, you mean the the, the Cheeto in chief, that's, Justin? That's, that's exactly who I'm talking about. A hot Donald air, Trump, a hot air balloon powered exclusively by racism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is, we hate him. Uh, you, you know, when he talks about CNN's declining ratings, in my head, I'm always trying to say like. Well, of course, ratings are going down. People are cord cutting all the time. Right. And less and less people have television. And there's more and more entertainment options for those who do. And so ratings are down on everything across the board. But, but. when you look at the way ratings have dropped for wrestling over the last three years or so, and especially over the last year... There is no correlation between that drop and a decline in any other professional sport. Right. No Live sports are the one sort of beacon where these things are holding because strong. Because you need to watch it when it's airing. It's the only thing that's like that. I can watch a show the day after. It doesn't fucking matter to me. So why is WWE not able to harness any of that? <laughs> because the, sh- the, the show sucks right now, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> And I, I don't want to say that because there should be so much good stuff going on right now. We're coming off of WrestleMania where we got... Everything that we wanted. All the things. And there are people out there who are telling us, that's why. That's why no one's watching. You got the reward. The story ended. You could jump off at that point because Interesting. everything came to a conclusion. I hadn't thought of that. And like, Is there any merit to that? The, the fans think they want this, but clearly they don't because they all stopped watching. I like how my impression radically changed with every word that I said. I was, in that that was a growing, evolving, and constant <laughs> change. It was, it was the ditto of impressions. It blew me away. It grew and it grew and it shrank and it shrank. But here's the thing. That's fucking bullshit, too. Like, Why is that? Because, I was sort of thinking, I was wondering if it had any legs. Because WrestleMania was great. You're yeah. going to tell me that I would continue to watch a product that is almost exactly like the product that we have right now, Yeah. except I didn't get what I want at WrestleMania, so I'm mad about it, and I'm mad, so I'm going to keep watching? No, that's not going <laughs> to work. I don't know if you know the answer to this question, but we are sort of comparing WWE to live sports right now. Yes. Do you know if after a team, let's say, you you know the, what's the one with the stick and the puck that's on ice? Hockey. Hockey, yes. hockey sport. Ice hockey. Ice hockey. In ice hockey, uh, after a team wins the Grey Cup at the end of that, <laughs> let, let's say the, the Vancouver Canadians. And CSN they announces their record that's exactly ratings. right. Uh, <laughs> do their ratings go down the season after they win the Cup? I don't think so, no. I, and I honestly, do you understand what, what I mean y- by the correlation? Yeah, I, I don't actually follow live sports ratings to that extent, which okay. is funny because I work in that industry. I think say. I know all sorts of things about yeah. that. Um, but I know that like interest and ratings uh, definitely drop when a team is bad. Right. So, like, if so you want to so if you want to make a correlation there, like when a team is is like a dominant powerhouse, everybody wants to watch a winner. Look of at, course. Look at the Canucks between two thousand eight. Uh, well, two thousand eight, they missed the playoffs, but from that era through to twenty twelve thirteen, yeah, when the Sedins and Ryan Kessler and that whole crew were at their peak, they only got one run to the Stanley Cup playoffs or to the Stanley Cup final out of that. Mm-hmm. But they were. Must watch. People felt like it was trending towards something that yeah. they were interested in. Like that 
their schedule defined my entire social life. It was like, oh, there's a game on Tuesday night. Let's go to a bar and watch it all together. Like every year for like four or five years. And then the team got bad and I don't, you know, nobody's organizing. (laughs) those people now? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's organizing hangouts to go watch the Canucks the way that they are right now. Right. Because, you know. It It won't be a fun night. Exactly. So nobody, and, and, and then attendance goes down and the ratings come down. That is all tied to product quality yeah. in professional sports as well. So if you want to take that professional sports analogy and try to find a correlation there, it Josh, it is that. It ha- there's yeah. no other. Nobody wants to watch a bad product. And clearly there's interest in wrestling. The, the thing that boggles my mind, not to go off on a rant and not off, speak King. at all, no, no. is that like – I don't know if I'm clouded because I'm a wrestling fan and so I see wrestling stuff all the time because that's the Twitter feed I've curated for myself. But does it not feel that pro wrestling has more prominence within popular culture right now than it has since the Attitude Era? Undeniable. There's more mainstream coverage of pro wrestling, maybe even more than during the Attitude Era, honestly. You think a TSN just did the Kenny Omega documentary. And uh, they had record ratings on that, too. AV Club has maybe a wrestling they did, column. I have no idea. <laughs> they did, yeah, everybody knows that. They <laughs> pulled 10 million people watching um, the record. <laughs> no one's ever watched... Anything more than 10 million is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, So I think that does play a big part of it. Something that really dawned on me this week is how little, and I'm not, I know that I'm going to say the sentence everyone's going to, well, I know that part, but let me continue. It doesn't reward the week to week viewer enough. And I don't mean in terms of long term storytelling, because I do think that they actually are slightly improved in that way. I just mean they're constantly retelling you the same thing. They're constantly saying, oh, if you didn't watch last week, they treat every week as a jumping on point. As somebody, oh, this might be somebody's first time, so we have mm-hmm. to over-explain and re-explain everything. It's, it's, it makes you tired. And can I say why that's a bad idea? Yeah, of course. I understand why they we're do it. Here. I understand why they do it. Right. Because they want, if you're channel surfing and you happen upon Raw and maybe you haven't watched wrestling in 15 years, they want easy entry that you can... You know, yeah. immediately understand what you're seeing. Oh, who's this guy? What's he mad about? Exactly. Oh, okay, yeah. You know why that's a bad idea? Why is that? I know you've been into wrestling since you came out of the womb. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were watching Hogan matches while you were still. I do not like b- that man. But a fetus. No, I would have watched Mick Foley matches. Uh, well, was Mick Foley even wrestling when you were? I guess he probably 87? was. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. In Japan? Who knows, yeah, actually. Yeah, Um... <laughs> What I'm saying is, like, you, you're a freak. You're a fucking, you know. I'm a shit-eating wild man. Absolutely. We established this on episode one. hundred Absolute episodes shit. later, nothing has changed. Still eating shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, most people, I think, jumped on board wrestling when there was a genuine excitement to the product. Yeah. Whether that was NWO era WCW or the Attitude Era in WWF. Mm-hmm. When I got into pro wrestling in 1998, yep. the first Raw that I watched, I was watching because everyone at school was talking about it. Right. It was and part so, of the cultural zeitgeist. Exactly. And you needed to see it also to know what people were talking about. Now, if I watched something and I didn't understand what I was seeing, at a time when like social media did not exist to the same extent that it did. Wikipedia did not exist at all. You know, if you wanted to look something up, your family had to own an entire bookshelf full of encyclopedias. Or know how to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
if I, you know, tune in to Raw for the first time in my life, which I did uh, as a kid when I was like 11 years old, 12 years old, and I see someone like, you know, D-Generation X or Kane or, you know, any pick a even mid-card character like Ken Shamrock. Sure. If I didn't understand what I was seeing, I would go to school the next day and ask about it. Right. And so wrestling was a social experience because there were people who knew more about it that I could talk to. They could explain things to me. They would become my friend. Wrestling has become so bad at creating water cooler moments, right? Something where it's like, oh, th this hook happened and I want to see where it goes. Let's chat about it, you know, within pop. It's just all so... You know, it's been homogenized to a point where it's just like, okay, this we don't we can't offend, we can't we don't want to take any risks. We're just going to put this out, and I think these ratings are a reflection of that. I don't think there's one thing you can point to, but I, I do agree that since WrestleMania, it's been a weak show, and uh, you know that I'm the the apologist for them here, but uh, it really has been. And uh, you know who maybe took notice of that, Jamal? Who did? One uh, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> yeah. As I I maybe fall flat on my face on this show, as I told you all, I did not think he was leaving WWE, and I. I I disagreed with you at you first, did, yeah. and then I eventually came around, and I had to agree. But it looks the like the kid is right. But it looks like the kid was wrong, as Dean Ambrose puts out. Should write this down. I'm going to need this for your worst take. <laughs> That's right. The the uh, Dean Ambrose this week from his, and I thought this was a brilliant stroke. For those of you who may have not noticed before, Dean Ambrose does have a Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> he's never tweeted from it. The bio was something to the effect of, "They, they made me get a Twitter they account. They made me have this. <laughs> Enjoy." Yeah. And then he retweeted one guy who just said something about like flannel and old fashions if I'm not mistaken. And that was the only thing he'd ever used Twitter for. So his uh, return to his uh, pre-WWE pre character John Moxley this week, he re-ups this Twitter account. It's now John Moxley and he finally sends out a tweet, which is what do you say, maybe a two-minute, 90-second video about two minutes, yeah. Of Dean Ambrose now John Moxley punching his way through a wall. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, go. It's uh, um, it's a blunt metaphor. Yes. He's literally staging a prison break. That's exactly right. That is the metaphor that he has chosen for leaving WWE. Leaving prison. Dean Ambrose did not get released from prison. He punched his way out. And who's complaining? Absolutely. Uh, I thought this video was tremendously done. It, I think if you had never seen John Moxley before, this seemed like Dean Ambrose, but with a bit more edge. You think of the barbed wire wrapped around the hands. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the, the punching through the wall, as corny as that sounds over audio, I thought actually played really well. It, it did, was awesome. There was like an aggressiveness to him that certainly Dean, uh, Dean Ambrose in particular in WWE, I think was somebody who uh, tied to soft offense. Yeah, I mean, he, he still might have a then the bell rang problem. Sure. I, I don't know. Maybe the style that he had to work in WWE was limiting for him as well. Well, he did have two years where he worked more matches than anyone else in the company. And that sort of workhorse, I mean, how hard of a moveset can you... I've said this before about ranking yeah. Kenny Omega. It's kind of hard for me to do because I think a lot of wrestlers, if they only had to wrestle once every couple months and they got 45 minutes, they could probably create something really good. Absolutely. So Dean Ambrose might be the other side of that coin. Or at least I'm willing to give him the chance. For sure, yeah. Um it's, I think there's for sure something to the fact that, you know, Miz stayed healthy forever, too. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think Miz even called attention. To yeah. That. And he and he said it's not it's not, uh, you know, for for laziness. It's not for a lack of effort. Uh, when Daniel Bryan's called him like a lazy wrestler yep. or whatever he called him. Uh, yeah. Uh, like indicative of the WWE style yeah. or what uh, he looked and, down and, on. And, you know, he blew up and became furious. And it's like, oh, look at this worked shoot. It's like, no, I think that's. Probably like there's, there's more shoot than work yeah, in that. We're probably. pushing some real buttons there. Yeah, I, and and it's partly not just that he wants to you know stay healthy and be able to continue working his job all year long. Look at Mick Foley. 
Right. We all love Mick Foley, but would anyone want to be Mick Foley? I, I, uh, he tweeted today. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, somebody asked him, "It's like, would you ever perform in Saudi Arabia?" And he was like, "If they wanted a remake of the Cell match in Saudi Arabia, I could be bought for the right number." Wow. And I was just thinking, either of those bumps would certainly kill Foley now, right? Oh, like, absolutely, he could not survive either <laughs> of them, right? <laughs> yes, that is correct. Terrifying to think about that he has a price that he needs money for his family <laughs> so bad. At one that point, he will kill himself in front of a Saudi royal. But yes. even just as an ana- like, I don't know about an analogy, but something to think about. It's like at one age, this guy did something that he literally could not survive doing, partially because he did it. Yeah. And it's like, no, I would not want to be Mick but Foley. But look, our friend Rory, have I, have we told this story on the show before? I don't know. Rory told us a story a, a couple of years ago about how he worked on a movie when he worked in Winnipeg, and Mick Foley was in the movie. Yeah. In between shooting, like whenever the camera was not rolling, Mick Foley could not stand up. Like he would only be up for like camera is filming and we are done. They needed like a fancy leather swivel chair for him to sit down in. Like insane. So tough to blame the Miz or Dean Ambrose in some ways. Exactly. When you have certain examples in front of you. And I'm sure that there's things that Dean wanted to do. Like, Dean probably wanted to do all kinds of insane stunts in that Brock Lesnar match. I think he's been pretty open about that. just didn't want to do. Yeah. Guy didn't want to do anything. Shocking. Yeah. um, To quote Dean verbatim. uh, Guy didn't want to do nothing. So, you know, does he probably have more in the tank to show in in a situation where he's only going to wrestle... Like you said, I mean, there's a possibility, depending on television for AEW, certainly to start, and we're talking like we know for sure he's going there. Can you say why you think he might be, though? Because I didn't know this. You told me something I when mean, I arrived here I mean, he, uh, he's close with Jericho. Those two guys really have a fondness for each other. Of course. But I also think him and Cody are boys, too. I've always sort of gotten that sense, too. I don't know why I think that. Shield vs. Rhodes dynasty felt like a pretty important yeah, moment. Yeah, and also... Um, Dean was also in that IC scramble yep. picture when Goldust was doing that stuff too. So Stardust, but yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, no, no problem. Um, yeah, so so I I do think there is some some uh, affection between those guys, but I have no way to know that. It's Sometimes just this just a sense. vague feeling that I have. Yeah, that works. Um, and yeah, like wouldn't wouldn't you want to go somewhere where you felt like you had creative freedom? Dean Ambrose has shown us in ninety seconds. Yeah, that. He could do more than WWE was able to come up with him for him in like a two-year span. It's crazy to think about, and especially even if you just want to say like the last whatever six months of his heel turn. Like start of the brand split era SmackDown, Dean was hugely over, and he was a great character, and he was very entertaining to watch on the mic and in the ring. I thought he had a great feud with AJ Styles, but basically the entire time that he was on Raw, stank. Yeah. It was... like the, I liked the reunion story with Seth, and he was a good part of that too. But then injury interrupted that, and then they tried to pick it up from the exact moment they left off, Not like good. nine months later. You can't do that. Not good. And then they couldn't come up with anything. They had a great heel turn. They had a situation that would give him nuclear heat. And it's like we say when, like, every time we say, like, this will write itself. It's so natural. Right. It's so obvious. The pairing is so apparent. 
there's no way they can screw this up. It's like they take that as a dare. A challenge? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you sure about that? Just oh, yeah. watch me. I've messed something up before. I could probably do it again. <laughs> Very tricky. So, But, but here's another thing, because this ties into the ratings problem as well. Yeah. More people watched that Dean Ambrose video than watched SmackDown. Crazy. Uh, granted, it's a two-minute video still, online. I still think that's crazy. It is crazy. It, it is, is crazy. Is Dean Ambrose's Twitter on network television <laughs> in prime time? <laughs> I think I think it's a – if you're trying to make me like, well, you know, to be fair, it's only two minutes. I think the advantage is that WWE on USA Network's uh, – can't. that's just my opinion, though. Yeah, just you're, one man's opinion. You're bang on correct about that. <laughs> but I think it speaks to the problem with the product, which is – like, you and I were going over the card for Money in the Bank before we started Looks recording. Looks awesome. There's so many things to be excited about right now. A Miz and Shane cage match, that's going to rule. AJ Rollins. That's a dream match. I've been waiting for that for two years. Yeah. The, the Money in the Bank match itself looks really oh, promising. Yeah, both Money in the Bank matches should be yep. good. Like, what other feuds are we getting here? I don't even... Owens and Kofi. Yeah, Owens and Kofi I'm super into, especially now knowing that Daniel Bryan should either come back if not before that match, then possibly during or the night after. Yep. Like, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about what's going on. And yet, if you were to ask me, do you want to watch Raw tomorrow? I would say no. No, thank you. And and the reason is, like, look, Seth and AJ is something that I'm super fired up about. Yep. I didn't watch Raw on Monday. I'm part of the problem. But Yeah, you, that, you're the reason the ratings but, are so But I bad. heard what happened on the show, and then I was like, I don't need to see that. Yeah, I, I, just I think don't. a lot of people... A I, contract signing segment doesn't interest me at all. I've seen it. Not like... I've only been back as a fan since 2014, like mm-hmm. full-time. I've been on board since 2012, but like watching the TV every week, this is year five of this for yep. me now. Just in those five years, never mind everything that I watched when I was a kid, I've seen hundreds of contract signings hundreds they're never unique other than when like punk stabbed undertaker with the pen right that would be like, one there's that's that's so long ago too do you know how far back i have to go to find a unique contract signing well and the problem with that is that what are you actually doing you're training your viewership to say that Okay, you can skip this. You're training them. When they see these things, it's like, oh, I know what's going to happen here. I I can skip it. That's a dangerous thing to do, person at a time. But I do want to get back to John Moxley here for a second. But here's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because this ties into Mox. Um, The the, the thing that is, you know, holding them back, because they should have a lot going on. They should have all these feuds, all these matches, and an insanely talented roster. They should have a lot going for them that will pull in viewers. But the look of the show is stale. Yeah. Well, and this this has been true forever. We, we talk about this. Fix your camera. Yeah. Fix your fucking camera Change shots. your backstage. Do literally anything to incorporate any degree of style to your presentation. You and I both love Firefly Funhouse. It is literally the only thing from WWE that I have seen this week because it looks and it feels Different. Such a breath of fresh air. There is a reason to tune in and be excited to find out what's going to happen in that segment. Nothing else in the show feels that way. So when you see a video that runs two minutes, like we saw from John Moxley this week, yep. there is all kinds of reason for you to be fired up about that because it looks unique. It has a visual style. It is speaking to you in the language of cinema, which WWE does never, never. Not ever. 
nothing in that realm. Actually, the last time was probably with Bray Wyatt, the, the burning down of the house, too. There's all kinds of uh, speculation this week after that video came out that maybe the GCW crew and Joey Janela helped him put that together because mm-hmm. it had the look and feel of what Joey does when he promotes his shows like that. Right. Even that should be a massive indictment of WWE. I do business with GCW once a year. I buy posters from them, I interact with them, and I give them my money. They are sweet, wonderful people to work with, and all they ask for giving me bonus goodies that I did not pay for is that I spread the word about their product. That's all they want me to do. You know why they want me to do that? Because they're poor. They're broke. They don't have a promotional budget. They have no money. Nothing. They need you. They need me. Mr. 2,000-some Twitter followers. And yet somehow they have the money, but more than that, they have the artistic integrity and skill to put together a video that hooks my imagination and looks incredible and makes me fired up and passionate to watch whatever they're going to do. Well, and even if it turns out that this wasn't the Janela crew that, that filmed this, it's like this was obviously inspired by that. And the fact that the people setting trends for these giant stars leaving WWE for production are these supreme independents that, like you say, you wonder how much money these guys are even turning there over. There is no excuse for WWE yeah. to not be able to do something on that level. They have an unlimited budget. It's insane. I would actually like to just linger on GCW for a moment if we can here. Sure. Because this week some big news for them broke. They're joining the Warp Tour. Uh, yeah. So I think it's only for three or four dates, if I'm not mistaken. I don't believe it's for the whole tour. Probably sure. in like the New York, New Jersey area. That's a safe assumption, right? But there are going to be multiple GCW shows at the Warp Tour. I think this is a, a great pairing. I mean, I don't know that I would go to the Warp Tour now, but the sort of people that are going to the Warp Tour are me at that age, also getting into wrestling. Great call for GCW. Feels like a very natural pairing. Yeah, absolutely, because they are the punk rock wrestling yeah. company right now. It's a perfect fit, and it's going to elevate their product, which... I think is good. If people knew that something like that existed, wrestling would be popular again. I wrestling think, would draw ratings. I think that's entirely true. So let's talk about this then, because you had said earlier that you have concerns about AEW being able to get a TV deal as a, not get a TV deal, but how much money they'll get from the TV deal with which, WWE's which rank. affects their operating budget, which affects their ability to do business on the level that they want to do. Of course. I mean, clearly the cons have more money than they could ever possibly use in 100 lifetimes yeah true but you know we i'm sure that uh that dixie carter probably thought that about her parents at one point too well, and the the panda corporation who, who got yeah, involved with it too people are only going to be able to suffer those losses for so long turner broadcasting yeah, absolutely even turner. Money, like. i'm sure if it was if it was ted turner's choice right and not the choice of a time warner aol conglomerate that he never would have canceled Nitro. Definitely true. Definitely worth noting that money is not everything but, in keeping but, but it But yeah, absolutely. Dave Meltzer had a tweet this week that you know talked about the historically low ratings for WWE TV this week. And he didn't say this is bad for WWE. He said this is bad for our entire industry. Well, and it makes sense as they are the leaders. They are the ones at the top. Yeah. And so if a company's looking at it, it's like, well, if WWE's only pulling this, how can you be telling me that? You... I mean, it, it's worth noting that at their peak, Impact was pulling 1.3 million. Do you like, not? Smackdown's close to that. Do you not think that Fox right now has the biggest case of buyer's remorse in the world? I wonder. They gave them, like, was it multi-billion? It was an insane amount of money, but I also think that that content must be worth it because there's so many things where the valuation seems so high, and then I look, like these nothing UFC fight nights, and it's like, oh yeah, they're getting the equivalent of, I forget the exact numbers, it's something insane, Sports broadcast rights are untethered from reality they're like the they're like the real estate of television right 
So. Um, you're right about that. But like, even still, yes, they were sold a false goods, basically a false bill of goods, I should say, because there's there there is no way that what they are going to get is what they thought they were paying for, I think and they right. should be very nervous about that. And if they're going to feel buyer's remorse and feel like they've already made a huge mistake before it's even started, why would TBS or TNT or whoever? not look at that and be like, this is not the greatest investment right now. I think that that's a, a very good question and, you know, very worth noting. Now, we were talking about GCW. We were talking about uh, John Moxley there. Yeah. GCW also had a tweet this week where they tweeted it out. Something, it was a descriptive word. I can't remember if it was like maximum or but uh, something like ultimate or whatever. And then it was underscore, underscore, underscore. Like three blank letters, fill in the blank. So what do people think that is? M-O-X. Oh, my Because God. they tweeted it out like an hour or two after he dropped his video. So that like people were like, "Is are we getting a, a John Moxley GCW show here? Wow. What would you even call it? John Moxley's Prison Break. Yeah, Prison Break is actually a great call. Uh, my goodness, I, I would really sign up for that show quickly <laughs> I, I would, would i would uh, i've already bought three copies <laughs> yeah I, you truly love <laughs> to see and it you're the dean ambrose guy of the two of us well this is was what i wanted to get to what is your familiarity and if it's low your anticipation for john moxley zero okay I, i've heard have you seen you... like the sick sick man promo or anything no, like that no. okay but like you rave about him constantly and i know you know you're a smart guy well yeah you spend a lot of time with me but other than that your judgment's <laughs> pretty good that's that would be one of the black <laughs> no, of course i'm just, just um, can't always shoot 100 right? uh, <laughs> and, and if there's a reason why i'm looking at the tv every week and thinking this john this dean ambrose guy he stinks yeah and you're swearing up and down oh you don't even know what you're talking about the mox violence he's the greatest thing i've ever seen there's got to be a reason for that. Weren't you with me when he hit the one at TLC against yes, AJ Styles? Yes. I mean, I think that's the biggest I've popped in WWE in yeah, and ages. I was, and I was just like, yeah, it's a cool move onto a bunch of chairs, I guess. I mean, but if he's gonna don't, don't no sell a cool move yeah, onto yeah. a bunch of chairs. <laughs> I mean, that's I think a lot. That's true. A lot to like. It's true. There certainly is something to that there's for sure. <laughs> you know, I would probably feel a lot better about that move and that match if it did not end with James Ellsworth tipping over the ladder. Oh, boy, me and you both. But it's that uh, guy on ladders, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. But, uh, um, yeah, no, I don't have any familiarity, but I know the people that I trust are so excited about his return to that character that I have to be excited, too. I'll send you one promo tonight. To that. I'll send you one promo. It, it's like prime mankind stuff, and I think you, you might really enjoy do it. Do you also think he's AEW bound? Where do you think he's ending up? Well, you had told me before we were recording that in the video, there's dice hang... Oh, I saw the dice, but I didn't realize the numbers two and five were on the face, and then... And precisely in that order, two and five. Okay. And Double or Nothing is being hosted at a casino yeah, on mean, May 25th. That, that can't... I mean, I, I didn't see this, but I mean, that can't be by chance, can it? No. I mean, that seems very unlikely. Listen, as uh, at the same time when you were like, that's got to be something, I told you, well, there's only six numbers that can be on a dice. But so. I just feel like Snake Eyes is such like the natural thing to be there if you want to default. Absolutely. I, but who knows? Maybe he thought that and just knew it would get the internet buzzing to have the two and five. That's possible, too. This man's a worker. Uh, AEW, you know, it's so tricky because you don't just want to say every guy that leaves anywhere is AEW bound. But I do think Dean is a bad fit for New Japan because I need him to be able to, or John is a bad fit for New Japan 
because he needs to build a promo. I think he's bigger than most everywhere else. If he goes to Ring of Honor, I will be miserable oh my with myself. So, yeah. Well, I maybe think, Mox versus PCO. Can we make that happen? I mean, if that's a one-off, <laughs> sign me the fuck up. $100, I am there. But but I, there's a lot to look forward to. I, I'll say, yeah, I hope it is AEW. But I, I hope that AEW does not announce if it is. I hope that this is how they can differentiate themselves from WWE as long as otherwise. I hope that people can just show up on pay-per-views, well, unannounced. That, yeah, that has to happen, though, right? Because because it is not enough. I loved All In. All yes, In was my favorite show of last year, and I'm not just saying that because I was there, though I guess I mostly am saying that. It was a I very was good show by any metric. It was a spectacular, spectacular pay-per-view from start to finish. Yeah. Like, consistently delivered the goods throughout. With, like, two arguable match of the years on it. Exactly. So, terrific show. I am excited for Double or Nothing. I'm going to watch Double or Nothing. Course, I yeah. might even go to Double or Nothing. I might uh, ask my parents if I can take out a loan from the <laughs> bank of mom and dad and buy uh, a ticket that is up for grabs in our group chat right now and just fly on I down for that. the night. I'm that. tempted to do that because I am hurting right now, and I feel like that is exactly what my heart needs to feel good again. Um, and I was also you know, at All In, so I feel some sort of kinship yeah, with this company. Both, but yeah. having said that, I don't think it's enough to have a good show no. this time. If you're going to have a of company that has already announced All In 2 for Labor Day weekend again, so you've got another show coming up in uh, beginning of September. They've also announced a July show in Jacksonville. You are basically now at this point about to embark where on a system, uh, a schedule where you're running – one, if not, you know, two shows once a month or once every two months, basically. Well, the, and that, that's right. They they and need to be able to embrace being partially the storyline company. Yeah. So you need a hook coming out of this show. Yeah. I, I, it's not enough for me to tune in and see great matches. I need to see something. And granted, All In had things like that. Chris Jericho running in, even yep. if that was to promote the cruise. You know. Still, um, there's something you weren't expecting to see. There was something else, wasn't there? Uh. I can't think. Oh yeah, the main event ending extremely quickly you know, that was that that was the thing i wasn't expecting that was uh jamo i gotta say something about aw here because but, but, but oh sorry finish this yeah. you you need a hook coming out of it right Absolutely. because why am i gonna tune in to that jacksonville pay-per-view in july that's the month before all in two doesn't it make sense to be like okay well you got double or nothing which is the first official right. aw show that's the hook there's enough. a hook there yep. all in two has a hook this jacksonville show you know, I love the company, but I don't know that that's enough to make me watch another pay-per-view in the middle of July. Who am I kidding? I'm for sure going to watch it. Of course. <laughs> you know, I was tempted to watch Rebellion this past <laughs> weekend, and I don't even like Impact. Um, and I, in fact, am going to go back and watch both of the women's matches from Rebellion this past weekend. And what does that say about WWE yeah. television right now when I love so many people on both shows, but my inclination is to watch Rebellion women's wrestling matches from Impact over anything going on in WWE? I think somehow that sentence reflects poorly on Raw, SmackDown, Impact, you. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> no one's avoided there. No, but that does it does yeah. speak volume. So like, if, there's nothing from five hours of television that besides Firefly Funhouse that you even feel inclined to go look up, that's a fucking problem. Yeah, but if John Moxley is gonna be at that Jacksonville show in July and that's gonna be his first match in AEW, I'm gonna watch that show. Mox Janella? Yeah. Come on, let's see the violence. Jamo, I did a bit of a 180 on AEW this week, as uh, I don't know if listeners of our show are familiar, but this is a good YouTube channel, a guy named Chris Van Vliet, and he... Uh, now, before you say that you did a 
180. Let's yeah. reestablish your take here. Uh, because you know I've been excited right yes. from the get-go. So the, my take would be that people are being over-enthusiastic. This is not an actual competitor to WWE. I almost did a spit take. I was taking and, a drink of water there. Yeah. I thought it would be really funny if I did it. And then I was like, then I'd have water everywhere. Well, and it would have hit me. I yeah, mean, true. I'm not going to spit water in your face. Yeah, I don't want that. No. Yeah, who am I? Tajiri? Hey, oh, <laughs> come on. Um. Uh, but, the, you know, I was looking forward to the product. So many good wrestlers in it, but r- basically remains to be seen. Like, I, I didn't – it's like, how can you n- think something is so good that you haven't seen yet? I watched on YouTube this week, Chris Van Vliet's channel. He had a maybe 35, 40-minute sit-down with Tony Khan, who I think comes across kind of insufferable in it, mm-hmm. to be honest. He's talking about – He's a bit of a con man. Ah, now <laughs> we're t- he sort of is because he's talking about all the hard work he's used to doing. He's going to put in the hours that others aren't willing to. It's like, you are the son of like the third richest guy in America. Like, Please fucking spare me the hard work talk. <laughs> However, he yeah. really sold me hard on a bunch work. Easy money. Yes. <laughs> Tony Khan has one of those and not the other. Folks, <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, he's got easy money. <laughs> That's absolutely correct, Madman. Uh, but Tony Khan said a couple things that I, I really responded to. He said, I, he goes, here's, here's basically the fundamentals. He really wants wins and losses to account for a lot. And people are going to make big deals about them. And they're going to matter in terms of your ranking in the company. The best guy is going to be winning the most. The worst guy is going to be winning the least. And I think that that is just hearing somebody crystallize that is awesome for me. Secondly, he says he wants more of like a sports presentation. He he sort of danced around just saying they looking at what the UFC is doing, but like post shows and and you know uh, seriousness. It's like okay, I'm in on all that. And then Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes put out these great little video promos this week for for their match as well. And I think okay, you know what? May, maybe this company is really heading in the right direction. So just wanted to say that I'm I'm more not that i wasn't cheering for aw but i'm a little bit more drinking the kool-aid than i was before oh i'm glad to hear it bud we'll we'll, 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 we'll watch it together i I mean we'll definitely do like a preview show and whatnot for double or nothing and whatnot for sure but like you know is that weekly television that you think could draw ratings because you know to tie it all back to what we were talking about right out the gate if quality is what draws viewers, if people who like hockey watch good hockey teams and don't watch bad ones, yeah. people who like wrestling should watch a good wrestling company and not watch a bad one. And right now, WWE is a bad one. Here's the difference, though. I don't know how much your your NHL fan is online relative to your AEW fan. I think your AEW fan is not tuning into cable at 6 p.m. on this channel to watch something. I don't think they are. Now, I think they'll watch the product, whether that means downloading or if there's an online service. And Tony Khan did say that there, there was something they were definitely going to explore was like online availability. But, I mean, how many, how many shows do you watch of anything that you love and support where it's like on cable at this time at this hour? Here's a question for you. Yeah. What if, do you think it would be a business error, a tactical error, if once they launched their weekly TV they do not put their content on YouTube. Hmm. So you have to go to the television to see it. Because I think that's the issue Hmm. with WWE too, right? If you have a passing interest in a handful of things from Raw, you can watch them all in 12 minutes instead of three hours. So there's no impetus to watch the television. And I'm sure that they know that that's the problem, but they also get millions of views off their YouTube streams, which means millions in revenue coming in from YouTube alone. If you're willing to sacrifice that revenue, I think you would have a higher rated product that would draw more like highly paid advertisers. My only problem is I think that especially the one thing AEW does have is just this fan base who are such diehards and they're going to want to share things. And I think if you don't 
have the online content. I do think you're handicapping yourself specifically to AEW more than some other companies would be. Mm-hmm. But is there a middle ground to be struck there where maybe it's like one segment's or, on YouTube? Or like you do a Twitter video. Yeah, yeah. Instead I of think putting stuff on YouTube. Like I think YouTube is killing WWE right now. That might be. I mean, there's a ton of things that are killing WWE right now. Vince McMahon, top of the list, 100%. But the, you know we've outlined some other things that are fixable issues. Yep. And you know the, again, like if if I can't sit down, like let's say that's going to air on Tuesday night, or it's like yeah, I think it was SmackDown's moving to Friday, yeah, I think so it they is feel Tuesdays. confident yeah. staking their claim on Tuesdays. If there's I'll watch no it. if the, if there's no YouTube channel for me to Wednesday morning watch the show uh, in a, you know twelve minute format. I think I'm more inclined to try and tune in to watch it every week. Yeah, I, I you could not be. There's no there's no argument to be made that it wouldn't increase their TV ratings in some capacity. It's just figuring out of that scale. Are you getting hindered or helped more by being more offline? It's I don't know what those metrics are, but I'd be curious to find out. Jamal, can we talk about a man who's not ruining WWE but may in fact be coming back to save it? Sure. Sounds like Daniel Bryan's okay. Hell yeah, and I'm so glad to hear that. Tell me there's better news than Daniel Bryan being okay. No better news. The Planet's Champion has come back to not only save WWE but Earth as we know it. What is the move for Daniel Bryan? Right back into the title picture? I think so, yeah. I think you need to... Look, I... I hate to say this because Kevin Owens got, you know, as much as I argued with Mike about his stupid worst comeback in history talking point, he got done dirty a little bit around Mania season for sure. Yes. It was it was the right decision ultimately for what they were doing because Owens and uh, you know, I think sorry rather, Brian and Kofi is the move. And it sucks that you have to bump him out again. That Owens is the guy who's in that. That Owens will slide out of that spot again. Maybe you actually do. Maybe we go to stomping grounds and the SmackDown main event at that show is the triple threat of the three of them. Maybe you don't actually Hmm. have to remove Brian or Owens entirely so that he can get that rub of feeling important for a little while. And then you go back to Brian Kofi again as like a SummerSlam rematch maybe. Um, because, you know, we talked about it. There's still juice in that feud. There are oh, unexplored sure. elements of the way those two characters and everything that we know about their, you know, ethos combined yep. that did not get touched on at all in their Mania feud, which means there is fertile ground left. In fact, I think the most fertile ground, the best stuff that you can do in promos in that program is still yet to come. So. Mm. Why would you not put him right back into the top? I don't know if I'd say the best because I thought the race stuff was fantastic. But, but that's Vince is the villain of that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's a lot more to come, and I agree that is the spot for Daniel. If, and if I'm if I'm hurting for some top notch A plus out of the park level Daniel Bryan promos, it's got to be the commercialism. It's got to be selling T-shirts with pancakes on them. It's got to be you know. I don't care if the, he covered ground like that against AJ. The embodiment of that within WWE's yeah. merch system is the New Day. Yeah, and listen, it's an interesting thing. Like he, they were Kofi was allowed to put uh, sort of a spotlight on something uncomfortable within the company. Now Brian could do it, to be mm-hmm. honest, and I think that would be really worth exploring. And yeah, I'd love to see it. Mm-hmm. Now you had a question for me there. Well, I just wanted to, to ask you if you happen to see the who Bray Wyatt wants to get on a uh, Firefly Funhouse. Uh, I don't think I saw that. So he responded to someone on Twitter, and he said that he is trying to get Luke Harper onto Firefly well, Funhouse. Got to do something with Luke Harper. Poor Luke Harper. Do you see the rumors this week it's about like how extended. Vince hates him because he can't do a Southern accent? I mean, I am not happy if that's the case. Imagine that Vince McMahon can't figure out how to make Luke Harper do something. He's a giant, ugly, good worker. Like he's, this is—he's 
like a main event level in ring talent. Absolutely, and yet. It's Nothing. An, yeah. Can't do a southern accent, so heartbreaking. <laughs> Would love to see him pop up on Firefly Funhouse. But that's not the question I was alluding to. You, What's in fact, had another question for me about another former member of the Wyatt family. Was it Bray Wyatt? It was who benefits the most. Eric Rowan. From Daniel Bryan coming back. One Eric Rowan. Absolutely it does. So, you know, and you know what? I miss Rowan on TV lately. Maybe that's why the ratings are down. Because Oh, did it freeze? Because just like the big <laughs> Thorbowski, big booty Rowan... The, the way he's dressing lately. Hell yeah. He is a certified hunk, folks. Metal God Rowan kicks ass. I bet, like, you know, Rowan is the heartthrob of WWE television right now. The number one heartthrob? Well, what probably about Andrade? Not. Probably, yeah, it's Andrade. There's no one more but handsome. It's, okay, it's Andrade, and then Rowan, and then Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know that I agree with the order, but that's your top three. No matter who. Anyone saying otherwise is full of... Yeah. Jamie, what do you say we jump into a little bit of the listener mail? But yeah, the recording did freeze. We lost that question. No, that's all right. What are you going to no, do? No, let's get into it. Let's get into the <gasps> listener mailbag. Jamie, you know I love doing the listener mailbag. Oh, it's the, it's the most delightful. And you know I love doing it with you. You know that. Yes. But sometimes we need a little extra, a little extra muscle yeah, help doing the heavy lifting. We're talking about a double or nothing running in the main event. That's exactly we right. We got one right here. Our very own John Moxley, the roommate of the show... Mike Noble. Mike, welcome to Top Marks. Thanks for coming back. Hey, what's up? You guys are predicting a John Moxley running at the uh, um, for Kenny Omega and Jericho. No, that actually uh, makes a ton of sense. No, it definitely does. Not not in the match, but but post match, I think yeah, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Who, I bet who's who's he feuding? Who's the more interesting guy for him to exit that out of? With Kenny Omega. Yeah, yeah. Omega. For sure. <laughs> Omega Moxley. I mean, mamma mia. Mike, are you ready to answer some questions from some hashtag good Absolutely. Friends? I definitely submitted a question, so this might be a bit of like a feedback loop. Here. I'm going to be honest. I didn't understand your question. What's a Firefly Funhouse name? Well, like, uh, His like, name's Bray Wyatt. No, but like no, but Ramble like, Rabbit. Yeah, Ramblin' yeah. Rabbit. Oh, okay. Uh, Abby the Witch. Anyways, since I'm on it, we can skip my question. Yeah, we'll skip your yeah. question because, you know, first of all, I didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the real reason we skipped it. Was that? <laughs> All right, our first question this week, one that I did understand, is from, of course, the great Eric Gilo Fiasco at E underscore Prime, and he asks, Your thoughts on Jim Cornette? Love, like, dislike, hate? Do you think he'll get the chance to piss on Vince Russo's grave? He seems pretty determined. So <laughs> I guess this is two questions. How do you feel about Jim Cornette, and do you think he'll outlive Vince Russo? I'll start with you, Justin. Do you like Jim Cornette? Um, he, he, I think he, a lot of his takes annoy me. Uh, in that I feel like he tries really hard to be mm. like an outspoken contrarian, like Mike. He's the he's the <laughs> wow. Mike. Here we go. He's the I, <laughs> he's right to the, it. <laughs> he's the Mike of like the guys who've worked in pro wrestling and now just post online. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he has big poster energy. Yeah, but, but also like. He has a ton of great ideas. Like, he's clearly a, an excellent mind for the business. I just think he's wrong about a lot of things in terms of how modernization needs to happen within wrestling. Like, he's, sure. he, his, his biggest flaw is that he's a traditionalist to a fault where he will take outrageously stupid opinions. Um, but I think, like, it's he's, you know, as with anyone, a land of contrasts. How about you, Mike? <laughs> uh, despite being painted as a contrarian, I actually do agree with Justin uh -oh. uh, quite a Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Um, well, there goes the whole act. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, You've like... spoiled the act. Yeah. <laughs> These guys like each other. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Jim Cornette's an interesting case for me because, like, I read a lot of the stuff that he, like, talks about or whatever, and I'm just like, fuck, this guy's an idiot. Right. But then he'll be like, this was awesome, check it out, and I'll, like, read it, and then... 
or I'll check it out and I'll be like, yeah, this is actually is unreal. And I also found out that he's like really progressive politically, which I really enjoy. Extremely. I was not for someone who's like such a traditionalist when it comes to like how wrestling should be portrayed. And then he talks politics and then it's just like, whoa, yeah, I agree it, with you on a lot of this. It is insane that a guy who lives in Kentucky sounds like this <laughs> and fucking like hates Republicans. That is very, very <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So I do respect him for better or for worse. I yeah, should say. that's about where I'm at too. I'll take a harder stance than these two cowards. I love Jim Cornette. <laughs> I think he's right about 90% of the time about things. I think when he calls things out, it's some of it. Sure. He has to sensationalize. He's doing a podcast. He has to like blow things up, but his, what he thinks the principles of wrestling are, are pretty much exactly in line with what I think. And then you combine that with some progressive politics and some hatred of the, the right wing. And uh, yeah, I'm all aboard. I love listening to Jim Cornette. I, I could never like, I see that he has positives, but I could never go so far to say I love Jim Cornette just because I love Kevin Owens. Right. And mm. Jim Cornette has been an enormous asshole to Kevin. Or was he proven exactly correct because he did exactly what Cornette said when he got to WWE and started succeeding? Uh, I guess. I mean, that's literally what happened both to Zayn yeah. and Owens. It was and like, Zayn should not wear a mask because he's a giant baby face, and <laughs> Kevin Owens needs to lose weight and start showing off his flippy arsenal but because it's fun seeing a schlubby guy do aerials. But I don't think both they did, and both got overdoing but it. I don't think Josh, you are the reddest I have ever I'm seen you. <laughs> Folks, veins protruded from every inch his of arms his forehead. Are red. His arms are I red. I didn't even know the human head had that many veins in the forehead. <laughs> yeah, well, when you're strong as me. <laughs> but you know, Kevin Owens hates Strong, this guy. A tough forehead. Thinks he sure. was a huge fucking dick to him. Yeah. I can't be like, yeah, no, he's actually cool. Sure. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, let's get on to our next question here, which uh, comes to us from Fruits Are Edible, the brewmaster at Fruits Are Edible, and he asks, What's the fastest you've ever fallen in love with a wrestler? And then he goes on to explain that recently he found a tag team called Bear Country, who do seem pretty dope that he fell in love with quickly. So, Mike, how about you? Is there, can you think of like a wrestler you saw instantly and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm very into what's going on here? Oh, putting me on the spot. Well, I mean, that is what, <laughs> questions, what say. questions are. Literally what this is. Um, canned answer. When I did see Jay White as a young lion, I was like, this right. guy does have something. Jesus Christ. Sure. This um, story again. Yeah. Where did you, does anybody know where Mike <laughs> saw Jay White? Can I we get some clarification Starlight on Starlight Lames and Food There, America. I was a bowling alley. Yeah. Guys, that um, one fucking that, story. <laughs> other, like, I think that's an interesting question because it's hard yeah. to see someone for the first time with nothing, with no preconceptions. The opposite happens way more, right? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, what's going on here? And then you, like, grow to... Yeah, and because it's like, okay, like, for example, like, NXT, my first experience with Keith Lee is on NXT. Mm. And it's like, I'm familiar with his body of work just from, like, what people have said and, like, some random clips here and there. And then I watch him, like, yeah, he's great. But, like, I don't feel that's my first experience with him. Is there a wrestler that you think sort of embodies a vibe that you you were drawn to quickly then? I'm actually going to ignore your question, Josh, because sure. I just thought of something. No, that's great. Using my Keith Lee reference with NXT, I'm like, yeah, the internet's always around. But then I was like... I've been watching this for like 20 years now. And you know who my answer to this is? Who's that? Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like you I just saw him? I saw him. I was like, this dude's fucking cool. That was a good yeah, really that's that raw yeah. debut. I never saw him in WCW. Yeah, so exactly. I, and like, I didn't know that. what the fucking internet wrestling community was back then. Like I saw this guy. I was like, this guy's a big deal. He has cool jackets. <laughs> and <laughs> from there, like I would say like, gone to my head, Chris Jericho is probably one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Yeah. As a rock star yourself, cool jackets like, are yeah, like... I mean, it is like... That's like 75% of the job I, right there. I am, some a, degree. I am a normal person and then I put on a leather jacket and then... <laughs> And, you know, <laughs> the, rest is, the rest is history. Show me that hashtag <laughs> that leather weather. 
yeah, yeah. That guy's Let's... got a record contract. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy has a record deal. Sick. <laughs> this one's kind of weird for me because the guy I'm going to say isn't somebody that I especially consider one of my favorites or, or anything of the sort. But I remember watching with my friend Bo, and he was more into TNA than I was. And he told me this guy AJ Styles is like he's doing stuff in ring mm-hmm. that like you're just he was you're not even he was very like pro TNA and using it to sort of dump on WWE and. Was like, I was like, well, how, how good could this guy actually be? I don't remember what the match was. All I know, it was on television, so how good could it possibly Like, it wasn't a pay-per-view match or anything. But I remember being like, oh, Bo's right. This guy is – this guy absolutely kicks ass. So I don't know if I fell in love with him, but it was something where I was like – instantly I was like, oh, I need to keep up with this guy. This is He's going somewhere. So AJ Styles, I'll say. How about you, Madman? Uh, I got two answers here. One of them is, like Mike said, it's a bit of a cheat because – even before I saw him, the internet had like predisposed me to love this person because sure. I'm way late to the party. But as soon as I saw for the very first time a Ricochet match, oh sure, oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's my guy right yeah, there. Yeah, right. Ricochet is pretty. But as, as yeah. far as somebody that I saw for the first time and had no preconception of, because I got on board at a at a, at a relatively early time when she was like quite, uh, you know, I wouldn't say unknown on the indies but certainly not what she is today jordan grace is a big oh, one yeah. Okay. Yeah. that like that kind of style within the women's division uh, of any company i think is a big draw and uh she just had it for me like that kind of star power quality uh and and she's a delight like the, that clip that, has, that so came out great. this week of the her fans. just dropping fans onto people in a hardcore <laughs> match i have it, not seen that it's, clip. it's so great. great it's so great she's a ton of fun uh, and that's part of why, like, I'm inclined to tune in and watch this Impact show from last week. Is like, I know she's gonna be good. I know Tessa's gonna be good. Right. I know Gail's gonna be good. Like, that's there's a lot of work, good pieces there. Yeah. Uh, we also need to throw out King of the Yukon locally. Oh yeah. <laughs> the absolutely. first time you see that man, you're like, mm-hmm. You get it. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, next question this week comes to us from the Nick Patan Superfan. It's Blair Pachico. And Blair asks, I don't think we've ever gotten this before. What's your favorite money in the bank cash in? Oh, well, should we exclude Rollins for the sake of the discussion? <laughs> I, was, I was about to just Rollins chime and be like, Rollins is Rollins it's, unanimous yeah, for us? Yeah, it is the best one. <laughs> so let's let's it's incredible. Let's yeah. exclude Rollins because it does seem like the. I mean, it's the only WrestleMania one you win. It's like kind of. Can I tell you something right now? Sure. I have the GIF of him running out to the <laughs> ring. I believe on you. my phone. Yeah. I have had it on there. Since the night he did that. Do you know how insane it is to still have things on your phone from five years ago? Yeah, it's truly insane. Hello. That's, uh, right I think it's here. more insane you have the same phone for four years, but that's that's a different take. Well, some of us can't afford to buy a new fucking phone all the time, Michael. <laughs> I'll go first on this one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Baron Corbin last year was uh, somebody that, no, I mean, it, it's a tough question, right? Because the, they all do very much feel in the shadow of Rollins. I do like the way Cena did it, where it's like, it's going to be there at this Raw big deal. So that, that one stands out. What comes to your guys' mind? I'm going to take a bit of a different stance than you. Sure. And say it's not a tough question. Oh, okay. I think there are definitively, like... Other than Rollins, there are two right underneath it that are the only two that could possibly Can be I there. say one, I which think I, I think can, is I think on I your can, list? Yes. Dolph Ziggler. Yes, correct. Yeah. Incredible. The, the other one is the very first one. 
edges. Uh, I, I, I wasn't around for that. Yeah. Edge was going to be my answer. Yeah. And you're right about Ziggler in 2012. It didn't cross my mind because he's been, or is it 2013? Uh, 2012. That's when I had it yeah, right. 2012. Uh, because I've blocked off Ziggler out of my brain so much. <laughs> that probably is the, the number two. I'll renege on mine. Although I still do think that the manner that Cena did it was, was interesting and obviously led to something great. So Yeah, and it was so awesome when Braun Strowman did it too. You love to see it. <laughs> Next question this week comes to us from the Portmanteau Playboy, Wes Watanko, at Wastanko. And he asks, what wrestler do you... Sorry, it was 2013. It was bugging me. Oh, was Keep it going. 2013? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I trust you for these dates way more than I trust myself. Uh, what wrestler do you think changed their image so radically without changing their name that you barely remember their earlier persona? I mean, this one has a, a correct answer. He, 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 I think this is one of these questions where he has an answer in his mind that he wants to, to get out where he says, he's an example, Scott Steiner from Clean Cut Scotty to Big Papa Pump Scotty. So I think the answer, he's asking for somebody that didn't change their name but changed so radically you don't even think of the earlier person. It has to be Steve Austin. Like, yeah, there's that There's one, a lot of them, though. There like, are. Like the, the, At, to the level, this feels like Seth Rollins is cashing. Shawn Michaels, man. No, Shawn Michaels has been pretty recognizable yeah, the entire time. No, dude, career. when we when we watched WrestleMania five, he looks like a different person on that show. He yeah, doesn't even he's have like this, nineteen. He doesn't even have the same face. He he looks like a <laughs> radically different person on that. Uh, but you don't. Stuff. But the question is, you don't even remember their early career because they're so different from it without changing their name. I actually have an answer for this. Go ahead. The Sandman. Oh. oh, wow. That is a tremendous answer because yeah. you never think of Surfer Sandman yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. In fact, it even seems hilarious that the name yeah, is yeah. It's like it's so associated with like what he became. Wow, that's a really good answer that yeah. didn't cross my Speaking mind. Speaking of Surfer, I think Sting is a valid answer for this too. Uh, I think I think a bit I, I, I was thinking Sting and then like I read like that's that my reverse thinking process was like, yeah, Sting kind of like no Sandman. Yeah, but I, like, I don't like, think dude, I didn't even learn that Surfer Sting was a thing that existed until a couple years ago. But I feel like people discuss like what their favorite Sting is. It's like, do you like Crow Sting or Surfer Sting? No one is like, do you prefer Ringmaster Stone Cold or Stone Cold Steve <laughs> do Austin? Do you like Joker Sting the best? <laughs> yeah, it's like, these, these are, you know, not necessarily metrics, but these are, yeah. No, you're right. Steve Austin is for sure the answer. Next. I still say Sandman. Next question this week, folks. When your names are too long, they, they don't save in the screenshot. So well, you know the <laughs> funny thing about that, Mike, is that Steve Austin just turned his character into the Sandman. Yeah. So in some ways, you're both right. That's wow, bringing us all together. <laughs> we love to see it. This next question comes to us from the top Mark's most powerful listener, 2018 Matt Rainus at Matt Rainus, the one guy who was voting for Jo. If you're John Ma Hickenlooper, who's that? He's he's like. 0% polling Democratic presidential oh. candidate. <laughs> Matt is so funny. <laughs> well, you know, uh, there's like 25 Democratic candidates. I think it's in the point. 30s. It's fucking insane. It's insane, and none of them are good. Unbelievable. <laughs> Besides <laughs> Bernie Sanders, Tulsi Gabbard, and Andrew Yang. Okay, there you go, folks. Uh, <laughs> if your marriage was falling apart, what wrestler would you trust to be your marriage counselor and save your failing relationship? Wow. Bailey. Why is that? Because she canceled the revival. Oh, and she was so right. good at it. Yeah, and she, the hugs, maybe she. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's a good answer. Mike, anyone come to mind? You D need a counselor? Dr. Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you win. That's next question. That's yeah, not a wrestler, a wrestler though. A, I feel like that's cheating because yeah, I, I also had that thought. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, you answer first, and I'll answer a wrestler. Though I guess my choice doesn't really count either because Bailey was literally doing a parody of Doctor Shelby. Okay, I'll go with I'll go with an actual wrestler here. I'm gonna go with somebody who I feel like has a good marriage and is an effective communicator. And as somebody that, you know, is maybe, uh, uh, you know, somebody to get along this with. Is the, this is like wrestling's version of Guess Who. Oh, do you want to do this? You want to uh, see no, this? no, because when you said has a good marriage, you eliminated like 97%. I, 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 can I guess? Yeah, please. Rusev. Oh, no, I didn't think of Rusev, but uh, Rusev w- would have been yeah, good. Yeah. But he and I, it would just evolve into joking around too quickly. No, I'm, of course, talking about The Miz. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like The Miz knows how to talk. When I see him and Maurice together, I go, wow, maybe I could fall in love one day, you know, this <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> um, my answer, other than Dr. Shelby, would probably be The Rock. Because Why, if, uh, if my relationship was falling apart... Your wife would fall in love with him. Yeah, well, no, I'd be like, hey, I know The Rock. I'd be like, oh, you're pretty cool. That, that Yeah, that, that's... But listen, you're in the room, it's the two of you, and you're there with The Rock, <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, we're... And all of a sudden, she's and, entirely disinterested also, in fixing like, things with you. The Rock has had maybe more marriages fall apart than any There's, wrestler. I mean, the, is that true? He's married to the job, bud. Uh, wow. He'll never stop <laughs> making movies. Wow, that is... He has a daughter. I know, he's got, I think, a couple kids. What? Doesn't he? I respect you. Little Rock? <laughs> Arkansas? Yeah, correct. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Our next question this week comes to us from Danger Boy. Oh, at Danger Boy. Uh, Emily says Pebble. Pebble's uh, that, on That's thing. way funnier. Right. She, she should have hopped on the mic for that. Emily, if you want to say a joke on mic. You have contributions to make. We welcome you. We are an inclusive podcast, oh, and yeah. we amplify women's voices. That is, well, I... <laughs> I'm going to read the next question. In that, if you just spoke off mic right now, I would literally have to amplify your voice. In <laughs> That's, yeah, that is. <laughs> Very literally. Our next question this week comes from us Danger Boy at DangerBoy69420. The funny numbers. Now that they're back, would you have. Would you have Bray. Okay, I'm just. I know what he means here. Now that they're back, what would you have Bray and Sammy's first return feuds be? Or. Now that they're back, would you have Bray and Sammy's first return feuds be? <laughs> Whatever, whichever you'd prefer to answer. Uh, well, you want me to start this one? You guys have both had to, yeah, to answer sure. first. So I think I had said on the show last week that I, I'd like Bray to, to go with Cena if that's an option. But is he Ooh. not? Are we counting him as an option here? Or is nah. He, I think I have a good choice for Sammy. Okay, go ahead for for Sam. I go Rey Mysterio. Ooh, that's, a, that's someone who yeah. that's someone who yeah. can stand up as a voice of the fans to counter everything that Sammy is saying. Lucha versus Lucha. Who's been around for twenty five? He literally had the thirtieth anniversary of his first match this week. Yeah, yeah I like that. It's like Loki a dream match too. Yeah, it would be spectacular. Love um, that. Yeah. Anything come to mind? For sh- you, and they should have a mask versus mask match where if Sammy loses, he has to put his mask back on. <laughs> Everyone's cheering I, for like, him to lose. Like I wasn't really thinking too much <laughs> of it, but I think Ray is like a really really great answer for that i have an um, answer for bray that that might be a little off the beaten path i would like to see braun and bray resolve some of the the old wyatt family stuff braun would be hilarious on firefly funhouse i'll go with braun for bray the th- the problem with picking a, f- a feud for bray right now is that like i know the character still is dangerous and creepy and weird but i can't really tell if he's a baby face or a heel i think well he's a, i think he's a heel for the record i love watching him though His like gloves he's the most heel. compelling thing on the show um i think oh, yowie wowie i think there's gonna be like an interesting arc before bray gets even into a feud like i think they'll start taking these skits to yeah. be live yeah i think that's right and then like they're kind of gonna shed this campy vibe and then kind of make him a bit more serious and leading into a feud 
If he's on Raw, I'm going to say The Miz. That's good. Ooh, yeah, I just because like that. like, that's like a... TV show versus TV show. I didn't think that angle. One of them's a real TV show. <laughs> one of them is not. Yeah, one of them draws people like uh, a moth to a flame on YouTube, and one of them <laughs> does not also. Um, if he winds up on SmackDown... <laughs> a firefly, I, really. Yeah, really. If he winds up on SmackDown, like... I don't know. There's like... Like New Day feuds, perhaps. Alistair I see Black. people talking about Alistair Black. Alistair Black, Black, yeah, yeah. I don't love Black so serious. I don't know how he necessarily Black, fits in with what. Alistair Black needs some like. He needs a couple feuds under his belt that he wins. That's before. what I think. Because like Black Bray being the first feud for both of them doesn't help. Yeah, like no. they need they need some wins. Uh, before we get to our next question, I just want to say I love the Rey Mysterio pick for Sammy, and I will also echo that for mine. And our next question this week comes to us from Chief Hostage Negotiator Scoots Brodo, <laughs> which if you if you were taken hostage, Madman, let's say. Hey, you know what? Have you ever seen the movie The Negotiator? No, but Isn't I have a feeling I know like what it's about. Steve Carell? It, no. The Negotiator You're is thinking a, of the office. It's a nineties <laughs> uh, suspense action movie starring I think Lawrence Maybe the worst joke I've told on this entire show. I am pretty good. Lawrence sure Fishburne. But the negotiator, the titular negotiator, is Kevin Spacey. So it's a really good movie, but I can't watch it anymore because that guy sucks. It's been canceled. So if we remade The Negotiator starring Scoots Brodo, that might be my favorite movie. Yeah, I would love to. Frankly, I would just like to see Scoots Brodo in some movies. That's no, I, I think replacing Kevin Spacey's roles in everything. <laughs> With Scoots. Scoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's him as K-Pax? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was born to be K-Pax. Yeah, Scoots is better in the role of K-Pax <laughs> than Kevin Spacey, and I won't hear otherwise. Scoots in American Beauty, too. We got to see that. You love to see it. Or Baby Drive. Eddie asks, if you were to have one wrestler over for dinner, what would you prepare them to really wow them and impress them so much that you become close personal friends with them? Okay, so what what wrestler do you want to become friends with? And what do you cook to earn their friendship? This is an easy one for me. Okay, this is great. I would uh, get in an out burger for Okada. Oh, what a great one. Yeah, that's Okada, of course, famously has the picture of him, Gato, and... Uh, Doesn't matter. I forget, eating it. Every time he's in America, he always tweets, like, at in an out burger. Does like, he really? He does, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so or, good. Like, on Instagram, just, like, I, I'm pretty sure his, like, Twitter profile picture right now is just him eating an in and out burger. That is so kick-ass. I love it. I'm going to have Daniel Bryan over. Oh, no. And, I, and, I'm, gonna, and I'm going to make him Boiled a, water. a quote... <laughs> Salad uh, quote uh-oh. of things that I found in a park. <laughs> I'll tell him it's all foraged. He'll probably it's love freaking. it. Freaking, I'll yeah. just say go to town, bud, and he'll he will come back all the time probably. Mine's very easy. Uh, I want to become friends with the Sandman, and I'm going to make a bunch of beer for dinner. <laughs> beer can chicken, bud. I love, and I know how to barbecue it too. I can barbecue a beer can chicken, but I, I think that might just be something that would fill up our stomachs and raise our alcohol tolerance. Not really what me and the Sandman are looking for. So we might just go in on an empty stomach, crush a couple Budweisers, and uh, have ourselves a night. I love it. And our final question this week comes to us from Joel Twenty One at JoeHal underscore Twenty One on Twitter, and he just says. Your favorite NXT match and feud? <laughs> uh, can you can you read the question, please, Jamal? Your favorite NXT match and feud? That's correct, Mike. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, your favorite NXT match in future. And I am excited to talk it's about It's more this. of a statement. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you guys are popular enough that you're getting bots following you. <laughs> no. no, Joe is a Joe great is listener. A great guy. He's a great listener. He's a wonderful listener. That just the lack of question mark when I pulled this up was funny to me. Mike's <laughs> just playing heel on yeah, the show this once is again. Shitting on the good friends. We won't stand for Absolutely it. Unless not. the one well, I won't say. There is one <laughs> who Justin would he says some really <laughs> How abhorrent dare things. you, but I'm, I'm just shooting. I Kay, would hot never. take. Yeah. Any username with a number after it, bot. Whoa. Do we have any other? Yeah, 69420. Oh, yeah, of course. Danger Boy. Yeah. 69420 is the biggest <laughs> identifiable. His, his picture's <laughs> Connor McGregor. Like, this dude isn't real. <laughs> sure he is. Of course he is. I can, what I do can, you think's listed Danger Boy 69420. You're telling me there's a Russian operative listening to Top Marks as a PSYOP every <laughs> you, week? You can't not prove that. <laughs> that well, is true. I, I actually, I think I can. He does donate $5 to the Patreon. Yeah. Are they in rubles? They might be rubles. <laughs> 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 yeah, actually, I got to. Oh, yeah, it, it converts to like $8. Oh, it's it's 6.5 million rubles. Okay, that's about right. Uh, Joel21, your favorite NXT match in feud. Anyone want to feel this one first? I know my favorite NXT match. My favorite NXT match for sure is uh, Gargano and uh, Almas. Yeah, that's absolutely well. 100%. Yes. Mike, we have a special memory watching some NXT here. That came to mind. But but what about you? Um, I really liked, like the old school kind of like Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville days. Sure. Uh, well, that's not, when I was like not really AJ, but pardon me. You said Sammy AJ and it's Neville. Adrian Neville. Oh, oh okay. Like AJ, when he had his right, first right, name. Right. Sorry, I thought you said AJ. Um, Neville. yeah, and I have like a lot of memories of watching NXT those times. I've, other than that, I've been like kind of in and out, and like I'll sure. check out a match. Like you watch most of the takeovers, though. Yeah, right? I do, but like some of them aren't live. Sure. Well, actually, phew, I remember watching Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate. Oh yeah, sure. The where Dunn won the title with you, Justin, before you moved in here. Yeah. Um, bonkers match. That was a great match. Like Gargano Almas, it's pretty like standardly amazing yeah yeah like there's a lot my favorite feud that's, that's easier that's harder oh me. really <laughs> that's easier that's harder uh, i'm the contrarian jeez well, well then I'll, I'll go because i think it's easier it stands up very much in my mind i think both of their characters met they had a winner and a loss they both flourished since velveteen dream and alistair black see i knew you're gonna say that and i the reason why i feel like that's a doesn't count is like it's a cheat answer almost because it's only three like uh, and and, and also just like, you know, I don't want both of my favorite NXT things of all time to come from the same year. So I'm going to go with a feud that, um, you know, I think is uh, essential in my, you know, move to being a full-time wrestling fan who watches the TV oh, all the time okay. again. And that is, uh, you know, might also be considered a cheat answer because it's, it's a big one. But I'm going to go with Owens and Zayn. I think they established right. Kevin Owens to be a dominant monster heel on his first night in the company, which is something that they have huge problems with doing both in NXT and the main roster huge. at this point. Yep. That was a dynamic feud. The matches were dynamite. Even the finish when Owens won the title, that the match was called because he would not stop powerbombing Sami Zayn, and the official called the match out of fear for Zayn's safety. was such an amazing Great finish yeah. at the time and something so unique. Uh, like, you, you couldn't – if you were to show that to anyone, that whole feud that they had, I think you would hook a bunch of wrestling fans instantly. I was going to say Owens and Zayn too, actually, hilariously, yeah. from our contrarian <laughs> gimmick. I, I can't well, think of any friends for a reason. Okay, okay. But you know what the best part about the Owens and Zayn feud in NXT was? Huh. It didn't end. 
Well, th- like, I, like they, they left it on a note that ca- that could carry it onto the main roster, and then it did. True. Which is what I really enjoyed about it, because there's so many feuds that are just like, like Gargano and Chiampa is like a very obvious one for NXT, but like that full arc is going to happen in NXT. And the Cruiserweight Classic. <laughs> the two places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like... <laughs> it's true. It's going to be great, but then they're going to get called up, and then like they're going to go off and do their own thing. But like... The fact that Owens got called up first and Zayn was injured, it was like I I do want to see this feud resolve, and like I think that's what makes it really special in NXT for me. And and even watching the main roster television with my girlfriend at the time, then who was not familiar with NXT, when they continued that feud on the main roster, it's exactly what I was talking about earlier about not understanding something and wanting to ask questions. Yeah, she didn't know the backstory, but she knew both these guys were from Montreal. That there's long history between them. She wanted me to explain all of that to her, and right. uh, I think that's not something that happens enough these days. Mm-hmm. Mike, thanks for joining us for the the listener mailbag. Hey, no worries. We love uh, answering questions. We love hanging out with one another. We love talking about wrestling. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We nope. love our military. No, They're I, important. I do not love me in with that. <laughs> I don't. I do not agree with any of that. What I am the opposite of that. So, no. Why would you say that? Want me in? You know, Baked Alaska, that right wing Nazi from Twitter. Yeah, band tried rapping. Yeah, he put out a music video. That was the chorus of the song that he wrote. Can you sing it? We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military. They're important. Yeah, so that's, you know, uh, I well, just saw an opening to slide that in. Had to take it. Well, you'd think I'd like a guy named Baked Alaska, but here we are, right? Uh, until <laughs> next week, just anything we've got to tell the good friends out there? Um, I don't think so, man. Just one thing. Pepperoni sticks! Say yeah! That's still a bit, hey? That's the new bit. That's the new, uh, it's, there's the new no more, we, what do you think of retiring the Curry Man outro? <laughs> I mean, you know. Mix it up. Stay fresh. Yeah, yeah we did it for 100 eps. We wow. That was a, a good I've never run. done something 100 times. Yeah, me neither. So besides pe- this show. So yeah, pepperoni sticks say yeah. That's going to be, uh, you know. Yeah, what do you think of pepperoni sticks say that's yeah? That's going to last it's pretty good. times. Pretty good, okay. Um, Emily, this is the part of the show where after the sign-off, we're allowed to say anything. Do you have any thoughts uh, you, you'd like to like to say? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about the times Mike has made you watch wrestling? This this would be your opportunity. To I would love for you to say anything, literally anything uh, right Mike's now. wonderful girlfriend, Emily. No wrestling. The, 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 no wrestling. <laughs> no wrestling. You heard it from here, folks. No wrestling. We'll talk to you next week. I just want to say one thing before we wrap up about my dear friend, uh, Jason Botchford, who Go passed ahead. away this week. Uh, he was the king, you know? Um, he he was he was the king of the school, man. Every school has a king in a cartoon. He was ours. I love you, Botch. <laughs> Titus Worldwide.